0: All right. What do you have today?
1: Uh I've got the shooting stuff and stabbing stuff. <laughs> oh, so all American news. It's happy.
0: I have China rising, America falling.
1: Oh no. Yep. You ready? Let's yes. do this. All right.
2: Okay, people. Let's begin.
0: get up everybody we have off. get up Jeremy I'm up you ready to be baited Jeremy I'm pretty ready today ready to be baited with the truth Jeremy all of it good because you're co-hosting the truth bait podcast There's no place I'd rather be. That's right. I'm Andrew Marcus, documentary filmmaker, podcaster. With me is Jeremy Siegel, also documentary filmmaker, podcaster. Jeremy, round of applause for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Marcus.
0: Give yourself a round of applause. I'm just going to draft off of... I'm taking yours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Borrow your round of applause and enjoy it for myself and bask in its glory. This is episode 11 of the Truth Truthbait Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 28th, and you are with us as we deconstruct America's propaganda war and reconstruct America's culture, cultural narrative, in our image. Jeremy, how are you? Welcome to the show. How was your weekend?
1: I am great. The weekend was uh you know, it was a nice typical weekend but added on all sorts of packing uh for the road trip we're on.
0: Yeah, you you sound exhausted, Jeremy. <laughs> did you Do did I, you have a long day of driving yesterday?
1: Because I'm intentionally standing Right now, just so that I can have more energy, <laughs> I think uh, either you need to stand up taller or you might want to sit down. <laughs> but it was, yeah, nine or ten hours on the road yesterday. So I am in the midst of uh, actually, I'm right next. You know, did you know there was another train derailment? Uh, yes, I did hear about that. Yesterday on Sunday, it was on Sunday in North Dakota. I don't know how many train derailments there have been since we were talking about the Ohio train derailment a month ago. There have been several it's, and and
0: I have been reading that there every year there are a a,
1: a bunch of derailments that we never hear about. Evidently. Well, I'm staying with my family in a farmhouse in northern Kentucky right now, and there's a train line. It's about 30 feet away from the door of this house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing uh, my cousin Vinny
0: (laughs) with the train
1: that goes by at three in the morning. (laughs) It's a great place where we're staying, but... This, all this, and I, and we, we knew the 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 uh, listing commenters had said there was a train nearby, and how cool it was to have this train going by. Now I live by a train, but it's about a thousand feet away. I could see how, if you don't live by a train, maybe there's something cool about it, you know, and you get to see it go by here and there when you're on vacation. This is outside the front door, and if this train derails. It's going to take out this whole house. Uh, you're on a
0: 100-acre farm, and the house is right next to the train tracks. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, were, adding there was a little n-
1: bit of excitement. None sure. of the
0: other 99 acres were available for building the house?
1: I in this it's a small little farmhouse. You think they could jack it up and roll it back a little bit? At least get it out of the line of fire cuz <laughs> it seems right now like every train is going to derail at some point and so it's yeah, we're a little bit uh on edge here. Uh and it goes by fast. Wait until this starts happening with the planes. Oh yeah, stay away from the high rises.
0: Ah uh, there's, uh, there's nowhere we'll be safe when the planes start dropping. Well, that's cheery. Hello, everybody. <laughs>
1: Good morning. Oh, well, we're still here with you, so I am. Uh, I'm glad to be able to connect.
0: And, and this is exciting. Last week, I was out of town. I toted the studio with me across the country to bring you the Truthbait podcast every Tuesday and Friday. And now this week jeremy has traveled the studio across the country to continue to bring you everybody out there and me frankly because i benefit from this show as well to bring all of us the truth 8 podcast jeremy thank you very much for doing that giving you another round of applause
1: when i say to the best of our ability i mean it (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: you are definitely giving it your best today, as I know you have a very uh, a long, packed, exciting day on your, on your uh, road trip with your family, so let's get to it. Jeremy, what is the most exciting story of the day? What is the most important story of the day? These are not the same thing. What do you think?
1: The most exciting story of the day, the most important story of the day... War. <laughs> yes, I, I did. Well,
0: that's definitely the most important story of the day. I didn't know that. I, I'm not sure if that's the most exciting story of the day. I mean, there's a lot of ex- We have uh, the first uh, uh, trans shooter. Is it the first one? Well, the I mean, I think it's the first like big one. This one went into. Uh,
1: Transvestite, uh, you mean?
0: Yeah, a tranny. Uh, This one, uh, a a tran that derailed. (laughs) This one is a... uh, Where did it happen? Did it happen in... um, I I don't even really have anything on this story. I just know that this is the big exciting story. In Tennessee, that's right, yes. Uh, In Tennessee, they've uh, recently passed uh, legislation that is outlawing uh, uh, mutilation, uh, gender mutilation of, of minors, and uh, so this apparently, it looks as though this was a shooting committed by uh, a mentally ill person, uh, a, a, a woman who thought that she was a man uh, and uh, is now deceased as well, along with uh, her victims. Um, that's, I think, that's if you're not excited by that story, I don't. I don't know. That's. Uh, I'm just excited that it's not a white male that did it with you know the with, with a MAGA hat
1: on <laughs> that's what the media salivates for every time. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that narrative bubble up. Were we going to talk about that now? No, because I, I just wanted to say that it, that was but- the most exciting one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's another, there's some stabbings. There's all kinds of exciting stuff. Uh, the going stabbings on are stabbing exciting. World. Rand Paul's aide was stabbed, right? Yeah, I've got some stuff on that. Yeah, for yeah okay. Later. That,
0: yeah, that's exciting. But I don't think that that's the most important thing. I think that the most important thing is what is going on with China. Is this like really racist music for me to lead in with, to a China
1: segment with? It is culturally appropriating, but it's great because it's getting me in the mood. I feel like I just landed. It's like, it's bringing me back to Hong Kong.
0: <laughs> we are traveling to the Far East. We went to Hong Kong. We did go to Hong Kong, following Jim Hoft uh, to Hong Kong to visit with his twin brother, Joe Hoft. That, they were the two tallest men. <laughs> In Hong Kong. (laughs) The two tallest and the two
1: blondest.
0: Remember we tried to get them to walk
1: down a a street together. uh, Wasn't that the entire reason for us going? Because I said, (laughs) we've got to get a shot of the big, tall Scandinavian heads above all the short Chinese people. Oh, that was great. Wait, am I supposed to not say stuff like that? This is why we need to get... That film needs to be finished. Anyway,
0: okay. So, China Rising, America Falling. I think this is the biggest story. And I think that everything else out there that we're going to talk about today is peanuts compared to this. Global power is being reshuffled on a scale and at a speed not seen since the end of the Cold War, Jeremy. And most of that change is at our expense in treasure. And more importantly, in freedom and eventually in blood because that's how it always goes we've known for a long time that the post-World War II global order was coming to an end right would you agree
1: it has been seeming that way Uh, at least in some sort of transition phase well I would say repo
0: day has finally arrived Jeremy it's here right now and 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 Chairman Z, Chairman G, Chairman Z. How do you pronounce? How do you really pronounce his name? Chairman Z,
2: G,
1: Z. Chairman, Z, Chairman G, Chairman Z. Do you have to say the X or not? I think it's G, like Z, like yeah, Z. <laughs> Z. <laughs> I
0: mean, It's not like anything. X Z, <laughs> like uh. G.
1: Actually, like that judaism. reminds me. We have trouble with some of these names. Because we're white men, I guess. Like Vivek. But I've got a producer wrote in finally on that one. So we can figure out how to say well, it. We need Vivek. a producer Maybe to write in Maybe somebody G. else can write in about G. Um,
0: but Chairman G is the one driving off with our with our former allies. <laughs> He's our repo man. <laughs> and uh yeah, you know, in the movies, when somebody's like, when the repo man's driving off with the car, and they're you know the 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 guy always comes running out of the house in his bathrobe and, and his slippers and he's chasing after the car to get his valuables out.
1: Give me my car back. Yeah,
0: we're not even doing that, okay? Because Chairman G and Tim Cook and the other tech titans, they have us staring at our phones, endlessly consuming a daily diet of outrage. So that's you know we're not even we're not even noticing that that our status in the global stage is being repossessed by the chairman right now. We're being given. uh, Oh, did you see digital black? Did you see the black digital blackface? No. Oh, yeah. Digital blackface. This is what we're paying attention to.
2: I'm going to explain what digital blackface is. Digital blackface is when non-black people use images or emojis of black people to express emotion online, often extreme ones like anger or disbelief. Sometimes images are edited to indicate blackness for this purpose. The intent may be innocent, but digital blackface, like the original use of blackface, exploits blackness through media for entertainment. The overuse of these images also reinforces negative stereotypes that drive racial discrimination. We can use images of people that are a different race. It's okay to enjoy popular culture. We should just be conscious of the impact the media that we share online may have on communities with less privilege. For example, if you find you always use images of black women to express sass, consider the negative stereotypes you're reinforcing and how this might reflect your own unconscious biases and try a different image next time. Hope that helps. Bye.
1: Wow. Wow. (laughs) So is it right or wrong? (laughs) <laughs> digital blackface He's, yeah he kind of says digital blackface. Digital, you do blackface digital blackface you can you can do digital blackface but what digital blackface is is if you send a black thumbs up at somebody and you're white then that's a digital blackface and you must be aware that it is okay to do digital blackface but you might want to be careful about the certain stereotypes that you could be reinforcing and hurting somebody's feelings.
0: You know, in in America, he would be accused of having, like, audio white voice... Right, i Benji here,
2: and I'm going to explain what digital blackface is. I'm going
1: to explain what digital blackface is. <laughs> we should get James O'Keefe in that guy's office to bust out that he's not really British. He's he is in a what looks like a, a like a velvet a red
0: velvet robe. He's he talks like a total snob. <laughs> he's like he's easily in the one percent. But should he's do a whole his, show his big like concern. That. He's he's
1: saving the world from digital blackface. Digital blackface. <laughs> Digital blackface. You know, I've done that. I've done, I have. I've done that before. Oh, have I've you? I've used
0: I I that. Little, you... you know, the little black kid uh, who's who's uh, mouthing. That's
3: racist.
1: You know, everybody's used that at some point. I think I sent a black thumbs up to you one time. <laughs> I didn't mean it to, to reinforce any kind of stereotype. I did it as one of those things that might be cool to do. Mm, well, so
0: while we're paying attention to shiny objects like digital blackface and drag time story hour and rumors of Trump perp walks, the so-called free world is rapidly shrinking, Jeremy and American wealth, prestige, and power are being demolished all around us. And the CCP is the one swinging the wrecking ball, likely designed by Caterpillar. You might have noticed, Jeremy, China came roaring out on the world stage as a global superpower by brokering a peace deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia.
4: Iran and Saudi Arabia have agreed to re-establish diplomatic relations and reopen embassies within two months after years of tensions. The surprise agreement was brokered by China, which hailed it as a victory for dialogue and peace.
0: The surprise agreement.
1: I did hear that came across my radar the other day. That it happened. uh, Yeah, but I was tweeting some digital blackface I didn't pay much attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, did you did you hear about it at all before it happened? No. Okay. So, did we fail to see it coming? Is our government that stupid?
1: Or he did they not be bothered to tell us? Both of those sound like horrible right? Options. <laughs> Either way, Jeremy, it signals
0: the final nail in the coffin of the old world order where Saudi Arabia enabled the dollar's global dominance by transacting all crude purchases in greenbacks. They say that might be ending. Oh, it's definitely ending. Uh, uh, Thanks to American virtue signaling and moral preaching, Saudi Arabia is turning away from the U.S. and towards China. This is this
1: is the biggest thing ever. I've been hearing about this for years, actually. That it could happen. Yeah, I mean when you said when you talked about it hap like have you heard about this happening before it happened, and actually the answer is yes, I have. I've heard about this. Well, you've heard about the, for a while.
0: You've heard about the currency, but but you didn't hear about the peace deal being brokered.
5: No, I Nobody didn't hear heard about, about the,
1: that. I didn't hear about the peace deal being
0: brokered. Yeah, and the but, reason that you didn't hear about that is because China is not China I mean uh, it's, Saudi Arabia is no longer really working with us anymore. They have turned
1: away. But I thought they fist bumped. Yeah. yeah didn't they fist bump him uh, the prince and Joe, Uncle Joe?
0: Yeah, I don't think the wonder twin power's activated. Uh I mean, this is going to be. This will have the longest-lasting and most devastating impact on the world
1: that we have known. That's the part I've heard about before, yeah. regarding relating to the currency, right? Which, which came? Do you have your tinfoil hat? Oh, here Andy? I do. Hold on. Thank you. Hold because on, because that's uh, where I learned about it. Wait. In conspiracy land. Tighten this up for you. Hold on. Okay. How does that fit? Good. It all was right. coming from all kinds of conspiracy sources that that uh, there's going to be a real problem when the world shifts away from the dollar as the reserve currency. Well, that that's is, a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's at promoted, it's underway. propagated it's by right white supremacists.
0: It is happening right now. Uh, and China's been. So much is happening uh, regarding China and the currency. So you've got, you have Saudi Arabia is now working directly with China, brokering that deal with China, brokering the deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran is, do you have, do you ever remember China doing something like that where they entered diplomatically and flexed like that on the world stage? I haven't seen it, no. Right. That's new, that they're doing that. And China, do, they're doing it all over the place. If they were, this was the other big story. Uh, China, a, a Z traveled to Moscow to meet with Putin. And everyone's, everyone's talking about this one moment, this viral moment. This was completely staged. You got to hand it to these guys. They're, they're. The Chinese are really good at this. They're as good as our guys at staging these things. Uh,
1: this is you know that could be a racist. You're kind of saying they're sneaky,
0: as sneaky as us. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting as sneaky as us. That's hateful. As media savvy. Uh, this was. Did you did you hear about this moment where G and, and Pooty Poot were outside and Pooty saying goodbye to G and G. Uh, makes uh, this comment here. I'll play. I'll play the audio.
6: I'll translate. Change
0: is coming that doesn't happen in one hundred years. She follows up by saying, "And we are driving this change together." Now, I did that in the voice of the translator. Uh,
1: yeah, that's not what she would. She would be like, "And we." how how would you I can't no I'm not doing that one see it's not racist to do
0: the to do the Russian one but it's racist if we do the Chinese one and we did this together
1: (laughs) and we did this together oh man (laughs) I don't know what's going on you and me you and me Vlad we did this together
0: just say goodbye to our sponsors (laughs) goodbye sponsors
1: goodbye (laughs) so yeah so you got G- Barry Krabba. We Barry Krabba.
0: G says this to, to Pooty that change is coming that hasn't happened in a hundred years
1: and that's a power
0: move. They stage that as a power move. G is saying not to Pooty; he's saying it to the whole world that change is coming and he's the one saying it and it's clear visually it's that he's the one driving the change. He's the, he's the new global superpower on the scene. G, 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 not Vlad. No, and in fact, Vlad looks completely, this is, you never see Vlad like this. Vlad looks totally submissive. Vlad looks like the little puppy. Uh, it, 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 this has all had a very interesting effect that now Vladimir went for, is now demoted on the world stage uh, from being potential rival to the United States to being a, uh, a
1: vassal of China, basically. Do you think Vlad looked like that with uh, Trump or Biden? Oh,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, that's the striking difference, really. You really see the difference between how there he was, is with Chairman Xi. Like, this is the difference between our power and real power. And people, if you're paying attention, you're going to see more and more examples of the difference between our power and real power as the world begins to turn towards China. And you may think, no, 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 no. They're never going to turn towards China. We're America. But, you know, haven't we given up basically that which made us really different from China? We gave up most of our constitution we have, we have political prisoners in this country. We have uh, currency debasing in this country. We have censorship on every level in this country. We have basically erased that which made us special. And now we're, we're competing with China on their terms. And We can't compete with them on their terms. They're much better at being a dictatorship than we are.
1: Um I think uh, I found something interesting. Well wait about hang this on hang also.
0: Hang on. Before you get there, because Biden had his own little moment of major changes coming. And boy, it didn't really play as well as Chairman G's.
7: where the decisions we make in the coming years will determine the course of our world for decades to come. It happens every five or six generations, but we're at that point. Nothing gives me greater confidence in the future than knowing Canada and the United States stand together still.
0: <laughs> Did you catch that he almost said Canada, right to the Canadians in their parliament? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Canadia. So our our elderly uh Nursing home patient came out with his statement that we're that we're going to have a lot of uh, monumental decisions that are going to affect generations to come. But that's you know that was Biden in at the Canadian Parliament at the Can- at the Canadian Parliament. <laughs> Parliament. It just sounded like strength. I got to tell you. <laughs> well, here's that what was like. Here's what he was doing. Here's what he was doing there. And this is all related to China. This is all related. You and I've talked about this before the North American zone, the North American trade zone that they're, that, that they've established and that Mm -hmm. they're developing.
7: We've learned the hard way during the pandemic, that when we rely on just in time, supply chains, the circle that circle, the globe, there are significantly significant vulnerabilities to disruptions and delays, and it drives up cost here at home, both Canada and the United States. But there's a better way. Our nations are blessed with incredible natural resources. Canada, in particular, has large quantities of critical minerals that are essential for our clean energy future, for the world's clean energy future. And I believe we have an incredible opportunity to work together so Canada and the United States can source and supply, here in North America, everything we need for reliable and resilient supply chains.
0: So that is you know, really what, what Biden is doing in Canada. Everybody heard the gaffe that he made where he thanked China instead of thanking Canada. And I have that later on. We'll, we'll listen to that too. But, uh, but this, was, this is what's really going on. This is The world is changing right in front of everybody, right under our feet. And everybody knows it, frankly, except most Americans, because we're only informed by American news, and American news is now the equivalent of Baghdad Bob. Uh, we're, everything's fine. <laughs> they, they, they pay no attention to
1: the to the to the sinking ship. That was also narrative reinforcement that the supply chain issues are what's causing. Uh, inflated prices on goods Which is not So it's the supply chain Issues that were created To deflect away from the Monetary system that we have And the government spending And printing trillions and trillions Of dollars that actually Causes the inflation
0: well, And wait until you hear that the, 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 the Reshoring that's Happening like factories that are being built in Mexico Guess whose factories they are They're China's China's building factories in Mexico right now in anticipation of of all this so that all their stuff will say made in Mexico as a company. I feel like we should invest in
1: Chinese restaurants in Mexico.
0: (laughs) Oh, that would be a good move. Uh, and Justin Trudeau, for his part, he's in lockstep with Biden.
1: We're going to have to
0: be stiff competition to China in terms of market access, in terms of investments in the global south. Uh,
8: we need to be able to show uh, that uh, the West and democracies are there uh, to make those investments and they're as competitive to China. But there are also areas in which we're going to have to
0: directly challenge China, uh, whether it's on uh, human rights, uh, whether it's on uh, security behaviours, whether it's on cyber attacks or or concerns like that.
1: We are going to have to continue uh, to be wide-eyed and clear about the threat that China poses and wants to pose to the stability of our democracies. Okay, when he what's says wide-eyed, what's that? A racist? Slam? Wide-eyed, <laughs> wide-eyed.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you noticed it too. Wow, I, I was worried Wait, I was being racist
1: we... just noticing. Yeah, that <laughs> leapt off the page at me. Wow. Yeah, why didn't he just say we're going to be wide-eyed? <laughs> Well, there go our sponsors again. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: <laughs> wow. So uh yeah, right.
1: It, did he do that in blackface when he's when he said white eye? He is the blackface prime minister. He did it in digital blackface. Oh yeah, right. He's
0: yeah. He, uh, okay. I'm not even touching it. Okay, so um uh, well China did not, did not like this one bit. China takes great offense when anything like this happens and they stomp and they they throw a fit. Mao Ning, who is the spokesperson for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, she shot back.
5: Jeremy, can you translate she is saying, she says, we are very
1: mad at Canada. We <laughs> do not like Prime
0: Minister Justin Trudeau comments about wide eyes.
5: <laughs> very not nice. <laughs> so
0: she's saying... China is committed to peace and development, advocates openness and inclusiveness, and practices win-win cooperation. China has always been a force for world peace, a contributor to global development, and a defender of the international order. In contrast, the U.S. and Canada cling to the Cold War mentality, advance group politics, and stoke bloc confrontation. It is plainly visible to the international community who is right and who is wrong." The US and Canada should reflect on what they have done rather than misrepresent the facts and shift the blame onto China. We often hear these countries talk about upholding the sovereignty and territorial integrity of a certain country. Which one? You? Can you guess which one that is, Jeremy? Yet when it comes to issuing concerns, China's uh, sovereignty and territorial integrity, these countries have openly applied double standards, which shows their hypocrisy. The Taiwan question, I I love it, it's the Taiwan question. Does she not realize that there was something called the Jewish question? (laughs) The Taiwan question, that's what you call it just before you liquidate them, lady. The Taiwan question is China's internal affair and bears on China's sovereignty and territorial integrity territorial, yeah, territorial integrity. The U.S. and Canada are in no position to point fingers. She's right. The the U.S. and Canada are in absolutely no position to point fingers. That is true. Uh, So they're squaring off. They are becoming aggressive on the diplomatic world stage. So they've They're flexing in terms of peace deals. They're flexing in terms of aligning with Putin. They are flexing with very harshly attacking Canada and the United States. And they are flexing very hard at the UN. Listen to this Chinese reporter as he presses a UN spokesman on the legality of the U.S. having troops in Syria.
6: Couple of questions on Syria. Uh, yesterday, there's a um, drone attack to a U.S. base in northeast Syria, which resulted in um, one dead, one death, and six injured. Uh, after that, U.S. launched a airstrike, also killed eleven. Uh, people in in Syria. Any
9: reaction from the Secretary General on this incident? Oh, well, of course, we continue to be worried about all of the continuing tensions, uh, and and we are trying to see what can be done uh, to lower the tensions from uh, different forces uh, uh, in Syria, and we'll continue with those efforts.
6: Do you do you not to
9: urge everybody to respect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Syria? Uh, well, of course, uh, that that's a that's a given, and uh, and obviously uh, it's important that the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Syria is respected. Uh, at the same time, uh, you're you're aware of uh, the the uh, complexity of the situation of foreign forces, but we call for them to exercise restraint. But do you think
6: the presence of the U.S. military in Syria is is illegal or not?
9: Uh, that that's not an issue that uh, that uh, we're, we're dealing with at this stage. There's been a war, but uh, is that is that th- there, there's because th- it, it there's sounds
6: very familiar. This week we talk a lot about the UN Charter, the the the, the, the international law and relative resolutions. But it, it sounds to me a foreign foreign presence, foreign military based presence in another country without invitation,
9: sounds like sounds like something else to me, you know. Uh, i'll i'll leave your analysis to you uh, that the, there's there's uh, at at this stage what's the what's the difference between the situation in syria and the situation in ukraine there's no us armed forces inside mm-hmm. of syria uh, and so uh, so i don't have a it, it's it's not uh, a you, parallel situation you, you, you're to sure there's others. no
6: there's no us us military personnel i in i believe syria. there's military activity yeah, yeah. but there but, are uh, no, uh, but in
9: terms of a ground presence in syria i'm not grammar. aware of that Okay, five U.S.
6: service members were injured in that attack. If there's no, there were no U.S. soldier service members in Syria, how could they get injured?
0: Uh,
1: good question. <laughs> yeah. That guy was at the U.N.? Yes. Who was the guy he was questioning? I couldn't find his name. Uh, uh, was he just, he was just labeled as a U.N. spokesperson. Yeah, he sounds like a UN spokesperson. <laughs> he was not prepared to be pressed. Now, uh, look the uh, again. that Imagine this if is, we had a press like the Chinese press, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> if you pay attention to them, you are gonna you are gonna see. Uh, uh American narratives get their comeuppance because this is this is where it's happening and we're big targets. This is what's sad about this Jeremy. The CCP has no moral high ground here. Only we're in no position now to refute them. They're they're correct about what they're saying about us. We've ceded all moral high ground. Again, we're no different than them now.
1: We're just not as good at it. So, Do you think it's on purpose? Which part? That we're seeding that ground.
0: I think that the the Marxists in our government and in our culture have em, wanted to emulate China for a very long time, and this is the first stage in really implementing it. And we'll never be as good at it as them. But our 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 leftist Marxist dream that we will be. So, okay, they're not only, they're doing all this flexing. They're flexing diplomatically. But they also have a big uh, charm offensive going on right now. Uh, And uh, have you ever heard of the China Development Forum? No. Yeah, it's been going on for 20, this is its 23rd year happens in China every year brings CEOs and uh, uh, you know big media people uh, to China where they were basically you know I think it's just where China schmoozes them and lavishes them with gifts and praise while it's sucking all the data off of their de- <laughs> off their devices and convincing them to bring their bring their manufacturing to China so that they can steal it all. Uh, but their big message is, you know, China China is reopening. This is the message that China is sending to the world. There's the message that they're sending about us, and then there's the message that they're sending about themselves.
10: Opening up is indispensable to China's development, says Chinese Vice Premier Ding Xuexiang on uh, the China Development Forum in Beijing on Sunday.
2: China's global development initiative has been supported and echoed by the international community. China will adhere to the basic national policy of opening up, firmly pursue an open strategy of mutual benefit and win-win cooperation, and continuously create new opportunities for the world with its own development.
0: By the way, did you hear that, that win-win, win-win opportunity? This is, this is the marketing message they're putting out. They're putting out a marketing message of business friendly, stable, win-win. And when you think about it, it's a reality-based message. I'm not saying they, in reality, represent stability. I'm saying that those are, that's what really appeals to people in the real world. Not the social woke garbage. Not the Marxism. It's what what they're saying here. Win-win. Which used to be, frankly, isn't that what Trump advocated? That everybody... Look for their, represent their own best interests because that's what naturally happens anyway. And then you get win-win. I mean, that's really what, what, what China is advertising.
2: China will steadily expand institutional opening up with regard to rules, regulations, management and standards, promoting the sharing of opportunities from institutional opening up among all countries and parties. They also called for macro policy coordination between major economies as aggressive monetary policies from developed economies have caused troubles for developing economies.
0: That was a shot right at America, right at our, our monetary system, our Fed. And you have to know that when China talking about opening up, Jeremy, They're talking about opening up their system to the rest of the world, not opening up the rest of the world to their system. They're talking about everyone else adopting, adapting to their system, what they want. China is coming on the stage and saying, We're setting new rules. And we're opening up those new rules to to everyone else. Now, nobody else is hearing that yet. But of course, that's what it is. They're not talking about we're going to, we're going to, we're ready to westernize. No,
1: no, they're not. <laughs> no, and, they are not. And um, that's evident by uh, a, a whole nother propaganda campaign. That have you heard of Shen Yun? Ooh, what is that? Shen Yun, I think China, I ha- I think I had that last week. China. Before
0: communism Oh no, this was not Okay, I am ta- I was thinking about what I
1: ordered For dinner I'm Shen, sorry Shen Yu. Shen Yun Shen Two Yun. words S-H-E-N-Y-U-N This is a little bit From uh, From their trailer A performance that truly matters
11: For each and every one of us.
3: This is what you've been waiting for. See it at least once in your lifetime. Get tickets now at shenyun.com.
1: Are you intrigued? Are you intrigued? Uh, You know
0: what? I think I know what you're talking about. I, I think I've seen ads for that. Shen Yun, it's a big
1: show. Yeah, big dance. It's a big show. The beauty of divine beings dancing. The gong resounds, the curtain opens, and a heavenly scene is right before your eyes. Heavenly scene. Wait, they don't have heaven. Do they have heaven? Divine. Do communists have heavens? Fairies emerge from a sea of. Billowing clouds. Well, they so do if is they this? have is Christ. This China they does do this? if they have Christ. But Mongolians ride on horseback across gas, grasslands as vast as the sky. Classic stories of love and loss, of See, humor. Who puts this on? Who stages this? Uh, it is in, I don't know, it's in 150 cities, though. And it's painting the beauty of Chinese culture. Through, through breathtaking dance and music Shen Yun's artists tell of a time when divine beings walked on the earth leaving behind a culture that inspired generations ancient chinese wisdom infused with buddhist and taoist spirituality and yeah. values gave birth to everything from medical innovations to opera dance architecture yeah. and even martial yeah. arts yeah they've been they've been exporting that for a long time It says, but after decades of communist rule, much of this divinely inspired culture has been destroyed or forgotten. Okay,
0: so what is that, coming from
1: uh, Taiwanese expatriates? So it's interesting, because I saw this. I got a mailer, actually, in my mailbox promoting this show, and uh, it's a global sensation Tours 150 cities around the earth. Now, around the world, it seems like it's this anti-communist thing because they're talking about the culture before right communism in China. Not, that it's not what it seems. I don't think it is. I think it's the promotion of Chinese culture and elevating Chinese culture above everything and equating it with godliness and then in china in chinese culture which and china's not communist by the way well hang it cuz you're 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 derailing me i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i'm not sure what this ha- where are you going with
1: it i don't want to i don't want to derail you but i want to make sure not to get too far off track i think the that the point here is that it's a it's a simultaneous operation to advance and and bring china ahead as you're saying to put china as the world leader. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, th-
0: but again, that's been going on for a long time. That show is not new. That show has been going on for years. The, what's happening right now, at the China development forum is more acute because it is in the, it's in the aftermath of the COVID the zero COVID policy in China where everybody's been fleeing China. Manufacturing has been fleeing China. And so right now while they're making these moves against the United States and reforming the world they are they know that they've got to they have to maintain their manufacturing they've got to keep the engine going so this China development forum is it's an acute situation for them they and, and and it's working, Jeremy. You have the, here's the this is the foreign minister of New Zealand who traveled all the way to China to Kowtow directly.
6: China is an important relationship for New Zealand.
0: And by the way, the music you're hearing, all these people that went to this, the, the, all of their comments, all everything that they're doing there ends up being turned into propaganda by the by the CCP. So she's made these comments, I think, less than 24 hours ago. It's already packaged and and sent out.
6: China is an important relationship for New Zealand. And as we move forward from our 50 years of diplomatic relations, I, like you, believe that the opportunity to move our relationship between New Zealand and China from that of firsts to a mature relationship is the opportunity we have in front of us.
0: Isn't New Zealand one of five eyes?
1: Five eyes?
0: Yeah. The spying pact between the United States, Great Britain, Australia. Wasn't it New Zealand? Somebody I'm else. I'm not sure. Uh, there, China is peeling away what we've known as the free world. And it isn't just politicians. You know, I mean, there's, it's more CEOs... Guess who else is there? Pfizer. Pfizer signed a big deal with the CCP.
2: Pfizer has signed on to a health initiative aimed at improving health care in China. The company signed a memorandum of understanding with the Health China Research Center. The two sides are expected to build mechanisms for closer cooperation with studies and research on issues of public health and medical care. Officials say foreign companies will also add diversity and vitality to the sector. Pfizer says it wants to focus on helping to improve the health of rural populations.
0: So they are inviting foreign companies in. That's their narrative. Look how open we are. You know, have you ever heard? You've heard of the company Amway? Yeah, I have to pull up a description of them. Do you? Do you? Do you let me. Let me pull up a description here. I thought I had it handy, but I don't. Hold on. Amway, short for American Way, <laughs> this is. I am reading this off of Wikipedia. Is an American multi-level marketing company that sells health, beauty, and home care products. The company was founded in nineteen fifty nine by J. Van Andel and Richard DeVos. Is it any relationship? Do you think to the DeVos uh, family? That uh, wasn't. Was it Nancy it DeVos be. or Betsy DeVos? Betsy DeVos. Like
1: yeah, she. Yeah, she was. Uh... What, sec- Secretary of Education under Trump, but she's like a billionaire, gazillionaire donor in the political world. I think it might, they might, there might be a relation. Didn't she have something to do with something like that? Like I, the Avon lady or something? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I, I could don't be totally know. wrong, but it sounds familiar. Uh,
0: and well, uh, Amway is v- very pro China.
12: Army recovery uh, this year.
0: This is the CEO. Uh, Milland Pant, P-A-N-T, that's his last name, Uh, Milland Pant.
2: What's your overview of
13: China's economic recovery uh, this year? First of all, it's great to be back in China. I missed coming here uh, in the last three, three and a half years. I'm excited about the possibilities for our business and for China. And I must say, the traffic in guangzhou and beijing is busy and back to normal so china is back Uh, china is uh, for amber not just the largest market across the world it is also the fastest growing this week uh, while i was in guangzhou we announced an additional new investment of 600 million rmb 600 million primarily to upgrade and modernize and automate our manufacturing plant but also to invest in research and development. Our strategic priority, first and foremost, is China for China. As I was saying earlier, this is our largest market. It's a fastest growing market. And it's a market that is pioneering in innovation. And when China pioneers in innovation, that innovation just doesn't stay within China. It has applicability, surely, to other markets in Asia and then also beyond. And that's what we are leveraging.
0: Okay, I want you to pay attention to that where he said that uh, talking about innovation in China because most of us, we think about China, we think about cheap labor. And as you're going to hear, that's not exactly the case. Have you ever heard of Jeffrey Sachs, Jeremy? Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so he's an economist uh, at Columbia University. He uh, attended Harvard. Uh, he is um, uh, somehow he's at this event, and I don't know who's paying for him to be there. He's not a CEO. He's, I guess, he's there as as an economist, but I don't know. I don't know how he's there, but um, he had some incredibly uh, interesting comments to make. Here's here's the first one where he talks about America needing to calm down.
11: Wait united states and china we need to reduce the tension and so i'm glad that uh, business leaders are coming together i hope that uh, they go back to the united states and tell the u.s government calm down we want to make peace cooperation business we don't want the conflict
0: now i think he's there to download and then convey the ccp narrative that they want directed towards the American government coming from CEOs. Because that's that the message he just said sounds exactly like what they're trying to convey America. You just need to settle down. You need to relax and let's all get back to business. Let's make some money. And that's what China wants to affect. China wants to get back to a status quo, get their engine going again and begin leading the world. And they're in a much better position coming out of this. Here's, here's the second comment from Jeffrey. This is going to blow you away. Or maybe it won't.
11: This is the most capable country in the world.
0: Talking about China.
11: This is the most capable
7: country in the world in large-scale infrastructure, by far. This country plans better than any
13: other country in the world. The one thing American politicians don't know is spreadsheets.
11: Numbers, plans—they know how to blow up things, but they don't know how to make things. <laughs> how about that?
1: Who was he saying? He, China knows how to make things. N-
0: he, yes, China knows how to make things, and he talks specifically about Chinese infrastructure—that they know how to build infrastructure. And he, I have to say it, as distasteful as as. As Sachs is in what he's saying, I can't help but agree with him.
1: Maybe we're going to be doing all the cheap labor.
0: It's all about to invert. (laughs) That's why our border is wide open. Because we
1: are about to compete with them on the labor. By the way, just a quick, I did look up Betsy DeVos. She uh, She is married to a former Amway CEO, Dick DeVos. She also is the sister of Eric Prince, the founder of Blackwater. So, that was who Trump put in charge of the Department of Education. Nice move. Good one, Trump.
0: Well, he was better at firing people than hiring people. Oh, maybe he was. I don't no, know. Actually, there were a bunch of people I don't I don't he should have, have fired he fired was. And didn't. <laughs> That's he right. was good
1: at firing people on TV on a TV show. He needed to be better at firing. I think that was kind of the big thing about the presidency. He was, uh, yeah, he seemed like he actually really didn't like firing people, which is, it's not fun. I've had to fire people previ- in previous uh, careers. It's not a nice thing to do, but But, but this, is our, this is our
0: reputation, though, man. Yeah. That's our reputation now, is that yeah. we don't, we don't, we can't do anything. All we do is blow things up. And b- by the way, how wrong is he? And this is why China's going to kick our butts Yep, because we don't build anything. We don't build infrastructure. All of these countries are now going to turn to China because they do build infrastructure and they're making heavenly deals with all of these countries to build their infrastructure. These countries, they're not our friend because they love freedom. They're our friend because they love our money. And they will turn right to the next de- big developer. And China isn't, isn't coming at them with uh, gender dysphoria,
1: with pride flags. China comes to them and says, win-win. They're going to be the first one slaughtered by the Chinese army. So Jeffrey
0: Sachs... He's making he's making a point. This is where China's where you go have things made, have things have things built. They know how to do things. And you know who agrees with them? It's Tim Cook. Here's Tim Cook praising China's skills. This is 5 years ago.
12: There's a confusion about China that uh, and let me g- at least give you my opinion. The the, the popular conception is that companies come to China because of low labor cost. I'm not sure uh, what part of China they go to, but the truth is China stopped being the low labor cost country many years ago, and that is not the reason to come to China from a supply point of view. The reason is because of the skill and the the quantity of skill in one location and the type of skill it is. Like, um, the products we do require really advanced tooling and the, the precision that you have to have in tooling and working with the materials that we do are state of the art. And the tooling skill is very deep here. You know, in, in the US you could have a meeting of tooling engineers and I'm not sure we could fill the room. In China, you could fill multiple football fields. It's that vocational, vocational expertise is very deep, very, very deep here. And I I give the, uh, the education system a lot of credit for continuing to push on that even when others were de-emphasizing vocational. Now I think many countries in the world have woke up and said, you know, this is a key thing and we've got to correct that. But China called that right from the beginning.
0: Of only Tim Cook knew somebody in the United States who was interested in boosting vocational skills so that there'd be a workforce that could accommodate his needs.
1: Are you there? I'm here. Sorry. I just want to make sure you did <laughs> I'm didn't wondering fall if off. that person could have been <laughs> Betsy DeVos in charge of education. Well,
0: so yeah, that's here's what we've been paying attention to in our classroom. While they're paying attention to highly tuned skills and being marketable on the global stage, here's what we're paying attention to. This is from inside the classroom. Here's a teacher who gets excited because her her students couldn't determine what her gender was.
4: One of my coworkers told me that they were talking to some students in the hallway, and they asked the students asked the other teacher. If I'm a boy or a girl. And the teacher was like, does it matter? You know, she's cool. And they're like, no, I just, I just can't figure it out. It's just so hard. I can't figure it out. And I was just like, that's the goal. That's the goal.
0: That's the goal. Their goal is to train their people to be useful in this world. Our goal is is to train people to not know the difference between a boy and a girl. Yeah. Our decline is a choice.
1: Oh, for sure. It's by design. So Tim um, Tim Cook went to this uh, event
0: and he uh, made news because he was praising Apple's symbiotic relationship with China. Uh, as though Apple couldn't have developed a symbiotic relationship with American workers. It's just, it is so disgusting.
3: Tim Cook, essentially, as you said, uh, stressing the sort of symbiotic relationship that Apple has had with China over the last several decades. And let's face it, it has been sort of symbiotic relationship almost all of apple's products are made in china as well as you know they they kind of rose together over the last few decades
0: that's right that's from uh bloomberg and you know and of course tim cook has to know that that when he makes comments like that it's immediately used as propaganda and he does know that. It's probably the point. He goes and he, he gives the kowtow and he gives them their, their quote.
4: Everybody's playing it up here. Um, this is CNBC. Um, they've actually been comparing uh, the, the foreign ministry just a couple of uh, hours ago, had actually put side-by-side photos of Tim Cook um, being greeted by people, shaking their hands, uh, whereas uh, Sho Chu the TikTok CEO, is being... Um, you know from a chinese perspective um unfairly uh, questioned by congress so the foreign ministry put out those two, two two um photos and said um and asked the question which one is more friendly to foreign business so um they're definitely using uh tim cook's visit here um, for mileage when it comes to uh, their propaganda campaign
0: are you beginning to see How they're creating this juxtaposition between themselves as business friendly and the United States as hostile, hostile to business,
1: hostile to stability. I think it's, it seems accurate. I mean, it seems like, it seems like that's how things look now.
0: Absolutely. They're not wrong. We've, we no longer are America. We are, we're knockoff China.
1: We're going to be making toys for Cracker Jack boxes here.
0: And this is, like I said, this is all happening in, in large part because this our U.S. dollar, again, was the global reserve currency in large part because Saudi Arabia uh, uh, made a deal with us where we, we offered them protection and they d- did all of their oil deals uh, in dollars. And now that's switching and they're going to do their they're doing oil deals in yon. Here's the other thing that happened at at this event. This was enormous.
5: That's not all out of China today. Beijing also inking this big deal with Saudi Aramco to expand a refinery and
14: supply more oil. Brian Sullivan is here with that. What's the angle here? You think, Brian?
11: Money. I, I think that might be the angle and the increased tie-up, Kelly, between you know Saudi Arabia and China. We know that the East is kind of coming together. It's really kind of two deals that are both oil-related. Uh, uh, number one, you've got Aramco agreeing to spend a bunch of money and expand a refinery in China, also increasing their investment in a joint venture over a petrochemical plant. Because when you run the petrochemical plant or at least have an ownership stake in it, you can ensure a flow of oil needed to do it. So a refinery over here, petrochemicals over here. Looking at the numbers, Kelly, some analysis says this could be more than 1 million barrels extra per day of oil from sold by Saudi Arabia into China. Of course, all this follows Xi Jinping's visit to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in December.
0: None of it denominated in dollars.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the big narrative, too, that's coming out now. It's com- And it's because it's coming out in all of the media from left to right um, discussing de-dollarization. And uh, so, you know, that's that's an indicator of, of what's going on. Um, uh, that's what this is all about. Yeah. And meanwhile, and what- Biden can't get
0: G on the phone. We can't, uh, uh, their government has dropped, they're, they're, they are ghosting us <laughs> like a girlfriend who doesn't want to talk to us anymore. Listen listen to this.
3: The US according to sources at telling Bloomberg News has been urging a call now that the National People's Congress the annual session of parliament has ended. Also Xi Jinping is back from Moscow. Perhaps mid-March was the target time for them to have another call. They have not talked or met in person since that summit if you want to call it that. It wasn't an official summit, but that meeting on the sidelines of the G20 in Bali that was last November. So they have not necessarily spoken and the tensions and the rhetoric has escalated.
0: And here's uh, John Baghdad, Bob Kirby, uh, with his comments uh, about the lack of ability to get them on the phone.
11: Uh, there's been a tease of a phone call between President Biden, and President Xi for weeks. But you've said just recently that there's not a phone call in the works for diplomacy to work uh, after the U.S. shot down the spy balloon and try
13: to get an idea of what China's thinking at this point. Don't they need to talk? The president wants to keep the lines of communications open with China. And you've heard him him say it himself just in recent days that he does want to set up another uh, chance to talk to President Xi. And I suspect that will happen. It'll happen in due course when it's the appropriate time to do so. Uh, It's important, particularly when the tensions are so high between our two countries, that these two leaders keep that line of communication open. And the president's committed to doing that.
0: So let's start to sum this up. China's uniting the East against the West. While alienating the U.S. diplomatically and economically, and it's working because we've abandoned the one thing that set us apart from other countries in the world—freedom. That was our that was our number one commodity. Like I said, we have political prisoners. We have two tiered justice, Jeremy. We have censorship. The Constitution is dead. Uh, why people still want to come here? I've got no idea, brother.
1: They're coming to a country that no longer exists. Yeah, well, that begs the question of who's actually coming. Because I hear a lot about people going back to where they came from because they have more freedom there. Well, you have Americans who think that the country still exists, so I'm sure you've got
0: people who want to immigrate here who think the country still exists. But yeah, I bet a lot of people get here and realize, well, duh. Oh well, wait a second. Beat don't fail me now. Well, so getting to what you were what you were highlighting and what what I was t- talking about, where it's the de-dollarization. Fareed, I hate to agree with Fareed Zakaria from CNN, but he's but he's right here. Listen to this. This 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 is almost the end. Just a couple more clips.
10: The most interesting outcome of the three-day summit between Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping got limited media attention.
0: And, and so, by the way, I think you could make the argument that the, uh, the biggest, the, the most news, the most dramatic thing to happen in 100 years might have been the shiny object, so that you weren't paying too much attention to this.
10: The most interesting outcome of the three-day summit between Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping got limited media attention. Describing their talks, Putin said, we are in favor of using the Chinese yuan for settlements between Russia and the countries of Asia, Africa and Latin America. So the world's second largest economy and its largest energy exporter are together actively trying to dent the dollar's dominance as the anchor of the international financial system. Will they succeed? The dollar is America's last surviving superpower. It gives Washington unrivaled economic and political muscle. It can slap sanctions on countries unilaterally, which frees that country out of large parts of the world economy. And Washington can spend freely, certain that its debt will be bought up by the rest of the world. The war against Ukraine, combined with Washington's increasingly confrontational approach to China, have created a perfect storm in which both Russia and China are accelerating efforts to diversify away from the dollar. Their central banks are keeping less of their reserves in dollars, and most trade between them is being settled in the yuan. They are also making efforts to get other countries to follow suit.
0: And that's what's happening.
1: Right. And that's really the only thing that is keeping us... Afloat right now is the dollar as the reserve currency. So China's teams, totally
0: outflanking us, man.
1: You succeed in ending that, right? And pretty, I don't know what we have left, basically, which is what he just said. And he's right. And the fact that they're talking about it in from CNN to Fox News uh, is significant. Yes, it is. It's coming and they're preparing people for it. Right. That's and uh, as Steve Coghlan, who we like uh, and know on uh, Twitter, says this. That this is a leading indicator of a controlled active measure where both sides of the debated are contained inside a controlled 24 hour news cycle narrative. And that is where we are. Ah, uh,
0: But, Jeremy, it's not all bad news. No, no. Kamala Harris is on the case.
14: Vice President Kamala Harris is embarking on a historic week-long trip to encourage African leaders to reject China's outreach. Her first stop is in Ghana, where she pledged $100 million in assistance to the region. All these trips come amid concern China has secured an economic foothold in the region in place of the United States. Harris will also visit Zambia and Tanzania during her week-long trip. A senior administration official said the U.S. had made clear the relationship with Africa cannot and should not and will not be defined by competition with China. The vice president will personally get to witness China's influence in the region as she will land in the newly renovated international airport, which was financed and designed with Chinese money.
1: What? I feel so much better. (laughs) Yeah, so she's on it. We'll be okay. There'll be a good TV show, Kamala, on the case. Follow her around as she does nothing important. We are... And gives away our money.
0: Right. In a, in a useless attempt to, per, to stave off our irrelevance. And ladies and gentlemen, listening, be aware. You're getting an early warning. Our irrelevance is being revealed to, to everyone in the world except us. And just play this out. We don't build infrastructure anymore. We build almost nothing anymore. We build very little. And this is where I was saying, I think part of what's happening in Ukraine, Jeremy, is about the retooling of our factories over here. Uh, A bunch of the money that we are spending allegedly on Ukraine is actually going into retooling factories
1: here. Uh, yeah, I think that was a good point you made that a few weeks ago and uh, it definitely seems because you see there's this supposition that America that that our leaders are trying to destroy us and I think some of them are but but their interest is increasing their own power. The people who have power want more power and I don't believe that people in Washington are trying to lose to China. I believe they're trying to position themselves to lead the world government. When we're all moving in that direction, China and Russia are also positioning themselves to lead the world government, basically. Right. And you and I have talked about this before. I believe this is contrived. I think that
0: our government and China's government, our, our they are both coordinating this new Cold War because both governments, both groups, will be able to exert
1: a tremendous amount of control over their own people in the name of protecting them from the other. Uh, right. At the same time, they're still jockeying for position to come out ahead, and China correct. seems to have outmaneuvered us. Uh, yes. We we
0: thought that we were going to be the white-collar capital of the world forever and that uh, China would be our dumping ground and our manufacturing base. And they have uh, uh, proven to us that reality still exists and that reality dictates those who build, build it, and they will come. And they build, and the world is coming to China. They will... Uh, regardless of genocide regardless of releasing a virus into the world they will still come to make money in china and oh, so while china is inking all these deals talking about win win talking about business friendly climate what is kamala harris talking about in her trip to africa
8: there are certain nations that have been the biggest contributors to admissions to emissions And there are other nations who have paid the biggest price. And that we, as global leaders, must recognize the disparity that exists there and address those disparities. So when I think about the United States role to that end, part of the work that our administration has been doing is addressing what we must do as an imperative to reduce our global emissions.
0: So, China goes around talking about, hey, let's finance this project you need. Let's finance this infrastructure you need. We go around talking about, we're going to give you money for free because we're evil. And that's all we have to offer. All we make now is virtue signal. That's what we manufacture and export to the world, virtue signaling. That's it. But most of the world is much more interested in airports, freeways, plumbing. Plumbing. Real things.
1: Well, thanks for cheering up my vacation.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, well, just remember what Biden said. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not a co- they're, they're not they're competition for us.
1: So don't worry. You see, why don't you listen to him? <laughs> Instead of all that other stuff you just showed us. I
0: could have saved us an hour. You
1: you just made an hour argument about (laughs) our weak position against China, and you just refuted the whole thing. (laughs) You just stepped all over your whole presentation with one clip from the wisest man we have ever had lead our country. Don't you feel baited? Man. (laughs) Well, Andrew, that was a very very excellent uh well-articulated presentation. Uh like I said, you've just you've just cheered me up for the vacation <laughs> with my family. I'm going to be in a great mood with the kids all day, I'm sure. But uh
0: well, I I, I think that uh, your your vacation and your reality can only be improved by having been baited with the truth. And I think that brings us to this important moment, Jeremy. Money, yes. Money, 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 That's right. Money, Jeremy, this is when we get to tell people how we do it. Money, money, this is when we get to tell people about the value for value model. Do you want to tell people today?
1: Everybody should know by now what the value for value model is, but we also know that people have been participating in the value for value model by sharing the show. And so there may be new people here today. In fact, I'm sure there are that are hearing this for the first time and we do not uh, take any corporate sponsors here. We do not have advertisements. We are what is called a value for value model and we That means that we provide uh, our analysis, our ideas, our opinions, and hopefully in a way that is valuable and entertaining to you, the listener. And in return, we ask that you participate in contributing value in some form. That form can be right now, most importantly, continuing to share the show, send it to your friends who you believe would find this uh, interesting, that we're looking at things through some different lenses than you get from the mainstream media, the legacy media. Uh, You can also uh, contribute by participating. In this part of the show, we usually like to read uh, some uh, messages that come in from what we call active listeners. citizen sponsors Uh, we want you guys to participate Uh, it gives us uh, ideas that we hadn't thought of and uh, it it just helps to further the conversation and and bring you guys into it we're trying to create a community here for people to participate in and what is the last way people can uh, participate andrew That would be participating
0: by helping us financially, which we don't even have a mechanism for you to do right now. So instead of helping us financially, the most important thing you can do is share the show. Share the show. Hashtag share the show. Share it with people you don't like. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Share share it with people who are diametrically opposed to this message. Share it with like-minded people. That's the most valuable thing, and 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 share it with G G G Ping. <laughs> share it with the most racist <laughs> accent you can muster. Uh, the we had really excellent participation this week uh, from our listeners, didn't we? We had uh, there was at least one
1: ama- really amazing note that came through. Did you see uh, the note from Michael Schaefer? Yeah, this is Michael Schaefer in uh, Burlington, Wisconsin. Jeremy and Andrew wanted to say thanks for the value you are providing here. I listen regularly and am grateful for the time you invest, mulling through what the mainstream media is putting out as news. The congressional increase and in hearings and all other areas, we would have to invest our time to get the nuggets of truth you are sharing with us in every episode. Yes, the media bias is heavy in our day and age and uncovering the real purposes of what Of the what, whys, and whos is a tremendous value to the listener. To boot, you guys are very entertaining to listen to in the midst of such serious subject matter. Thank you for starting this podcast. And yes, I do love being truth baited. Wow. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, This is encouraging to us. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. And this is... Definitely good to hear. Um, we it's it's our best measure of whether or not we're building something that people actually like and and want to you know participate in. So uh, thank you so much for that. I have another one um, that comes from Julie Ford in oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. This is another we t- really good one. <laughs> we were talking about this um the guy who's running for president um vivek 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 Vivek. Um, well we haven't this is the the bottom line is is we haven't been able to to discern exactly how to pronounce vivek ramaswamy's name and it's uh, what did you what did you think it is Well, I thought it was Vivek or Vivek or Vivek, but we couldn't figure it out. We asked listeners maybe for a producer to try to find out for us. And Julie Ford has uh, sent in Vivek is what I learned from this video.
5: Vivek.
1: Listen to see if you agree. In some of his own videos, I have heard it out of Vivac's own mouth as closer to Vivek when he says it fast. <laughs> it isn't vivek, or vivek, though, and that's what most media has defaulted to using, unfortunately. Uh, since everyone made such a to-do about our current VP's name, it would have been amazing if the same care was taken across the board before an interview occurs. Okay, here is the video that Julie has sent to us. Take a listen for yourself. Comes from YouTube. It's kind of a funny video. Got nice music to it.
13: How do you pronounce these name? Vivac V Vac American entrepreneur stress on the second syllable here ramaswami me, stress on the wa syllable here overall vivek ramaswami vivek ramaswami let me
1: try different music
2: audio jungle
1: now that's
0: vivek not
1: word there you go man. that's what you need audio jungle. vivek ramaswami so it's Ramaswamy. <laughs> that's the nirvana Vivek? track
0: that I have to license after this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy. Accent on the Swa. I like the video, Julie. Thank you for that's real participation right there. When we can ask producers to help us get to the bottom of something that we can't figure out. And then you go ahead and do it, take the step, find it, send it in. Uh, Julie, thank you so much. Yes.
0: Thank you, Julie.
1: That is, you know, and and really everybody listening. If you you find things that we're talking about, you can add to it a point that we didn't make. Definitely, these are the kind of things to send in uh, that we want to be able to cover and talk about. Uh, What else do you want to talk about? I think the other big stories, uh, the big one obviously is there's a shooting and it was another school shooting. Did you know, I just saw this, I I didn't know. Did you know, according to ABC News, there have been more mass shootings than days in in 2023. <laughs> okay, wait a second. That's they're counting shootings. gang
0: shootings, which are mass shootings which for some reason are never considered mass shootings. But if you're counting those, then I can completely believe it cuz that's happening multiple
1: times a day here in Chicago. There yeah, according to ABC News, there have been 128 mass shootings so far this year somehow i've only heard like of two or three uh so maybe we that's how desensitized we are to them but uh well not all mass shootings are created equal i guess not there's Um, context jeremy you need to have a white person involved there's a there was a mass shooting in tennessee it was at a christian school uh, this was yesterday, and uh, I have some, uh, this is CBS Nora O'Donnell coverage, and I think she has a, this coverage I, I just found interesting. L- a listen here.
4: At a nearby church, our local affiliate WTVF says those kids arrived to their parents singing. It's all a chilling reminder about the leading cause of death for America's children, guns,
1: Did you hear that? Wait, what? The leading, this is a reminder, The shooting yesterday is a reminder that the leading cause of death for children is guns. I'm surprised
0: by that. I would have thought it would be global warming. (laughs) (laughs) Or transvestite oppression. Right, that's right. Suicide from gender oppression. That should be the number one cause.
4: For decades, it, it was car accidents that were...
0: Yeah. It's transphobic to say that it's anything but that, frankly.
1: <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> the main cause. Well, not anymore. Since 2020, firearms overtook crashes as the number one cause of death for kids.
1: We should put seatbelts on guns. Well, that's... Wait, th- this is why. Because they got
0: crashes down. It's not that the, uh, it's not that the, the gun violence increased, necessarily.
1: They have a graph that shows it increasing, but it's literally like a graphic that a four-year-old could have drawn. I mean, there's no actual... Re- they have a source of the New York Times for their graph. Uh, it's it David, shows, David Hogg, drew it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, share of all deaths... Uh, 19% of deaths are from guns. 18% are from motor vehicle crashes. Now, it's interesting because let's say it's the leading cause of death but that then there's like what about other things that cause death in children like diseases and gas stove. sickness or whatever because the there's not that's not even on here with one percent or six percent this is just showing guns and motor vehicle crashes so I, maybe the others just don't count you can't win right? for losing I don't know. Here we go.
4: Police said the shooter was heavily armed, prepared to do even more harm. Well, today, President Biden renewed his call on Congress to pass a ban on assault weapons. CBS's Janet Chamleon is going to start us off tonight from Nashville. Good evening, Janet.
1: Now, this lady has a smile on her face that is just bizarre Mm. as she's reporting this story. And listen to her tone, because at least Nora O'Donnell sounds like Serious, But this this woman has just a bizarre tone in her report.
5: Nora, good evening to you. Police today said based on evidence they've gathered, this appears to be a targeted and well-planned attack. And the police chief is now saying they know the motive, but are not yet ready to release it to the public. This latest school shooting has shattered yet another community in America. Tonight, the heartbreak belongs to Nashville
1: the heartbreak belongs to nashville she's got a big smile on her face it's bizarre oh well this is because
0: this is a big moment for her she's getting
1: ratings this is
0: very exciting
5: moments of terror this morning at the covenant school a christian elementary in nashville for students preschool through sixth grade
3: multiple victims down inside the school
5: within minutes Nashville police swat teams and the fbi swarmed the school finding three students and three adults dead on the second floor, authorities say they confronted a woman, a 28-year-old former student, armed with two assault-style rifles and a handgun.
12: When the officers got to the second level, they saw a shooter, a female, who was firing. Oh, the officers how engaged dare her. They? She was fatally shot by responding police officers.
1: The
5: to six victims are identified as Evelyn Dykehouse, Hallie Scruggs, and William Kinney, all aged nine years old also killed school custodian Mike Hill the head of the school Katherine Coons and Cynthia Peak a substitute teacher Thank police you. today revealing the shooter identifies, identifies as Being transgender
0: um, so th- now listen to yeah, this yeah can we talk about that for a second because yeah. i know that there are dead children but they misgendered her him the shooter and yes they referred to her to him as her
1: and he's transgender
7: uh, this is insult to injury.
1: Transvestite
0: crossdresser. Well,
1: listen to this. Th- though. They she's, shouldn't be allowed to cover a story like this if they're not going to be responsible with the genders. She says the. Pol- she points to the police, saying that it's a it's a transgender. Here, uh, listen to this. Uh,
5: firing. Uh, by result. Also killed school, Catherine Coons, and Sorry, Cynthia Peak, a have substitute my teacher. Today. Police today revealing the shooter identifies as transgender.
6: There were
11: uh, maps drawn of the school in detail of uh, surveillance, uh, entry points, etc. Uh, we know and believe that entry was gained through shooting through one of the doors.
5: Terrified.
1: <laughs> Seems like he didn't say anything about the shooter being a transgender. <laughs> she I think it's the media pointing out it's a transgender.
0: Oh, and they they're pointing it out very incidentally. They're not making it the main focus. They need to find a Confederate flag in the, in this uh woman's background. They they need to find something to latch on to. They're not going to
1: find that, but if if they, she
0: had a MAGA hat, that would be, you know, in every photograph. At the top of every page, pardon my gas. There, I'm sorry, I backed up. Uh, See, <laughs> I don't know if you could catch that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the show sitting down today. I'm not. I'm not used to that. I'm having a whole other relationship with the microphone right now. Uh, uh, they, they are. They don't want to touch the fact that this is a person who, for all we know, this is roid rage. This could be roid
1: rage. It's a woman who identifies as a man. Is she on steroids? Who knows? It's so crazy. But I think the main thing of it all and what they're not talking about when they do that, though, is that Terry Moran, uh, you know who Terry Moran is? Terry Moran, he ABC is. News? Yeah. Yeah, he was in your movie, wasn't he? He,
0: he was. Andrew he, Breitbart played with him like, a, like he was a cat toy.
1: Yeah, it was great. Um, Terry Moran makes this point, which I think is important.
8: All right, that is Police Chief John Drake of Nashville, who is briefing reporters on the deadly grade school shooting in Nashville at the Covenant School there this morning. Uh, The police confirming uh, six dead, three children, one eight years old, two nine years old, and uh, three adults, including Catherine Kuntz, who is the head of the Covenant School. Uh, The Police Chief Uh, also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale, said she's a former student of the school and confirmed that Audrey Hale was identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, The state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state.
1: There you go. So it's no surprise here that that explains it, that this was an attack against a Christian school, right? And it's because of the laws passed there uh, against ridiculousness. They're not even talking about that. This is a Christian school. No, they're not. It's not it, really it, part of the narrative. It's come out. I mean, we know that it is. People know that it is. But that's not. That's not what's dominating the headlines here. This was a dominating hate. This was a the hate headlines, crime. right? This is a transgender, and which is a transvestite, and they, which is really rent. just
0: a mentally ill body dysmorphic, gender
1: dysphoria. Yeah, it's well, it's. It's sorry, there are it's no more sponsors. Really it's really, it's really <laughs> just sad that people are in this state and they're being pushed to it in schools, but uh, probably not in this school, I suppose. Um, well, especially in an, that's an environment really where every is. all these kids, the last thing they want to be is cisgender,
0: normal. They need to have something that puts them in an oppressed group, otherwise, they're the
1: oppressors, right? Because the oppressed group is now the preferred group um but child to abuse. me yeah this was a this was an attack on a christian school nobody's talking about that we're going they by 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 constantly injecting trans 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 they are making the shooter the killer a victim Oh, you're right when the shooter is a murderer
0: Not a victim. Well, I'm going to say the shooter is a victim in that instead of being offered any kind of uh, mental health care for their obvious mental illness, which uh, uh, presented itself as as a gender dysphoria, but instead of treating it as a psychological illness, they treat it as... A, 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 a situation to be celebrated and encouraged. And that
1: leads to you're going to see more of these. There's going to be a lot more of these in the future. There's just a lot of these attacks in general. And I think that many of them are motivated in this way. And that takes me to the next one, which was Rand Paul had a staffer over the weekend stabbed multiple times. And just real quick before
0: you go on to that, let me just reiterate, even though I said this person was a victim, yes, I agree with you. They are also a murderer, and in the context of this story, they are not the victim. I just want to make
1: sure before we get hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think this is interesting, too, right? So, So Rand Paul, and he was stabbed himself. A couple of years ago, by his neighbor. Was his he next stabbed door or was he? I know he was attacked Or he was attacked. Maybe he wasn't stabbed, but he was attacked. Right. Right. And he And he, he was hot, a and rib, went into the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Broke a rib or something. It wasn't. It wasn't not just a normal kerfluffle from his neighbor. Right. <laughs> it's it's his not like it's a stranger
0: he'll never see again. It's this is the first thing you to see every time you
1: look out your window. <laughs> So so this happened uh over the weekend.
14: Staying in DC where a brutal attack this weekend happened in the eighth
3: street neighborhood.
1: A Senate staffer was stabbed randomly. Randomly.
0: While down- <laughs> well, DC, that could be that
1: actually could be the case. This is local well, here's the thing. This is local media, local Fox in DC. So he makes a point of calling it random. Right. How could you know? I don't know how you could know that. Right away, like this, how how quickly yeah that's they could make shaping, that determination, right? right? Sure. right? Yeah, um, it's certainly interesting that Rand Paul was attacked himself. Now, when, and he was <laughs> randomly also
0: a, by his neighbor,
1: <laughs> right? He was also mobbed by his, with him and his wife during the BLM riots that right. were going on and coming in out of the white house right
0: they were surrounded
1: they, they were going to some dinner or something and they were totally surrounded them and mobbed them and that was a viral video scene so Rand paul is definitely on the hit
0: list which by the way is a major federal offense to do that to a senator uh if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah how many of those people are in jail Zero. Now? zero. So going on with this report, this report is amazing. You got to hear this because I I don't know if they got the message to cut some of to not cut or to cut some of this stuff out. They didn't get the message
11: on the sidewalk earlier this evening. Our agent is live near that scene with the details. Adrian, what can you tell us?
14: Well, the suspect in this case is in custody tonight, and he has a violent criminal history. He was actually serving a 12-year prison sentence up until Friday when he was released. This crime happened on Saturday, 24 hours later. Now, the office of Senator Rand Paul told Fox 5 in a statement in part this past weekend, a member of my staff was brutally attacked in broad daylight in Washington, D.C. I ask you to join Kelly and me in praying for a speedy and complete recovery and thanking the first responders, hospital staff and police for their diligent actions. According to the court documents, the victim, who works in the office of Senator Paul, was walking with a friend on H Street near 13th around 5.20 p.m. on Saturday when the suspect, 42-year-old Glenn Neal, jumped out from behind a wall, knocked him to the ground, and stabbed him multiple times, including in the head. The friend <sighs> pushed Neal off the victim.
1: How does that sound? Oh, it's awful. Right?
0: Now... And it does not sound random. Was he no. robbed? Here you go.
14: And they both were able to run away. Court documents say surveillance footage shows the suspect casually getting up and walking in the opposite direction. Police found a knife at the scene as well as blood on the ground. The staffer was taken to the hospital, was conscious and speaking, but had life-threatening injuries requiring surgery. People who live and work in the area are...
1: The... I gotta jump ahead because the report gets even crazier now listen to this cuz they here they go they they set up for total conspiracyville
14: Tonight, the motive is unclear. The court documents show that this suspect did not try to rob the victim or demand anything, but allegedly he did tell investigators that there was a voice in his head telling him someone was going to get him for what he had done and that he was going to get that person first. Again, that suspect tonight in custody.
1: if that doesn't fuel I'm MK Ultra head. conspiracy theories, I don't know what does. Right, well, they're playing it off as mentally ill. Playing it off as mentally ill, but you've also got hearing voices in his head. And this is a classic case of what somebody would call MKUltra mind control. You just got to wonder... This random attack where the guy didn't steal or take anything from him. What's really going on here? Does this guy have a
0: history? I'd want to see a history of mental uh, uh, illness-related crimes before I'm going to believe that just right off the bat that this was a random attack. If he's got a pattern of random attacks Please, of, of,
1: of mental illness. Yeah, I don't illness. know what, and that's what we don't know. Like, right. what was he in prison for 11 years for? Because this is the day after he gets out of prison. What? Yeah, that was the beginning of the report. I'm
0: sorry, somehow I missed that. Did I mention I'm on one hour of sleep? <laughs> <laughs> i plan to listen back to this program later on and hear what we're talking about a senate staffer was stabbed randomly while walking
11: down the sidewalk earlier this evening our agent is live near that scene with the details Agent, what can you tell us
14: well, the suspect in this case is in custody tonight, and he has a violent criminal history. He was actually serving a 12-year prison sentence up until Friday. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, one other thing that I would put out there, it's possible that this guy needed to commit a crime to go back, like that he doesn't, didn't want to be out in the real world
1: and, and was just intent on committing a crime to be rearrested. I think there it's not a coincidence that these types of things happen because of these types of things that happen on the view.
13: We
5: have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body of being
1: This was Jane Fonda yes. about a week or so ago and we hadn't played it but I think the reason for it here Is that these comments are critical? We did play it. You should listen to the
0: show.
1: (laughs) I I played this. (laughs) Did we? Okay. I well, I'm not on a lot of sleep myself today. (laughs) Uh, But I'm gonna play it again because there's an important point here with these types of mass shootings uh, targeting Christian schools and targeting and stabbings targeting. Rand Paul's staffers and beatings is is when she says this.
5: Being able to determine when and how many children to years. have, we know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Yeah. Well, I think the women will. Rise up. That's the activist. that's Jane speaking
4: yeah. and, and,
5: and and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. <laughs> but it's true. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But but I, we're I, not gonna do it. Besides I, besides we're marching fight.
4: And, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, Well, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not a miraculous. What did you
5: say? Murder.
1: She's kidding. (laughs) So she's talking about the right to murder your child in your womb and not going back to a time where you couldn't do that. And this whole group of cackling ladies is sitting here, you know, worshiping her as like the greatest activist the world has ever seen and the solution that Joy Bihar asks her for she says is murder and they all laugh she reiterates murder and right. they all laugh and then they try to cover for her and say oh well that she's just kidding and she gives this eye roll that really indicates she's dead serious not kidding and it, and then later there are headlines that she backtracked on the Commonwealth, but that doesn't matter because speaking like this, when 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 huge media corporations allow people to go on their programs and say these types of things, these are the types of things that program into other people's minds. That this type of thing is justified and warranted. So, wait, you're going to draw a straight line. I'm going to draw a straight line. We're saying people should be murdered to people being murdered? Yep. I'm going to draw a straight line. And I'm going to say there is blood on the hands of all of the ladies on The View and the producers of The View and ABC, who produces The View, for letting people come on and talk about murdering people as funny and a joke and okay. I think you're a hundred percent correct. They have
0: dehumanized the enemy and word has gone out. The signal has gone out. Kill, kill, kill.
1: So I gonna thank myself for cheering myself up for the rest <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Yeah right vacation. I mean I
0: can't believe you had anything to say about what I presented. <laughs> wow. All right well I mean I can take us in a in a cheery direction. Would you like to go in a cheery direction? Can you take us in a cheery direction to wrap it up today? yes I can the surveillance state is closing in on us. Oh great <laughs> sorry <laughs> So there was a story here in Chicago uh, about a carjacker who, a guy named uh, Jordan Henry, who uh, carjacked somebody in Chicago, in Lakeview, and uh, then uh, ended up driving his carjacked vehicle out to the Collar counties, out to Will County, which is outside of Cook County and he was apprehended and uh when he was apprehended he this was what made him a big story was he was boasting to the cops that arrested him that he'd be out by sunday <laughs> this is nothing i've i've done this before i'll be out by sunday i got nothing to worry about so this is from fox news uh, where they report an Illinois carjacker was sentenced to 22 years in prison after telling officers he'd be out of jail by Sunday during his arrest. In January, resident, Harvey resident Jordan Henry was found guilty of three counts of aggravated vehicular hij- hijacking, two counts of armed robbery, and one count of unlawful possession of a weapon by a felon, among other charges. And here is a clip from... Fox 32 local in Chicago uh, uh, with the uh, Will County uh, state's attorney.
11: With this criminal history and what he's just done, and he thinks he's in Cook County, he's going to be out by Sunday. Not a chance. Not a chance.
4: Will County prosecutor James Glasgow
14: says carjacker convict Jordan Henry was sure he'd get out of this crime, too.
11: In the ambulance, he tells Trooper Uribe, ah, don't worry about it. I've done this before. I'll be out by Sunday. And this was a Wednesday.
4: In February of 2022, Henry carjacked a 69-year-old Uber driver in Lakeview at gunpoint.
14: Driving the stolen Jetta, he led troopers on a multi-interstate chase, peaking at 120 miles per hour. It ended in Shorewood, where officers listening to radio communications threw out spike strips, a dangerous part of the job. The strips worked, and Henry fled his stopped car, but not for long. He was caught by Hades, a police canine. Hades. (laughs)
0: Police canine Hades. Okay. Uh, As long as it wasn't named after a Native American, it's okay.
9: Charged
14: with carjacking, robbery, and striking a police animal. Glasgow says in his past, Henry has escaped serious jail time in Cook County.
11: Since it did occur in the city of Chicago... If he were arrested there, looking at his past history, he probably would have been back out on the street in a very short period of time, just like he bragged.
0: And by the way, he's absolutely right. Had he been apprehended in Chicago, there's no question he would have been released on monitoring uh, and maybe some small bond. But not this time.
11: Justice was done.
0: So, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good story, right? Uplifting. Justice served. uh, a, A criminal... Uh, made the mistake of driving out of Cook County and finally receives actual justice in Illinois. But here's is the it thing. that is Here's what really got my attention. It was not in the Fox 32 report I just played. They conveniently it left it out. Uh, I found this from... I went back... I tend to do this. Whenever I see a press conference like this on a news channel and in a news report... I, I like to, if I have time, I'll go and look for the original press conference and I'll watch it so that I can see what actually happened instead of what the media just wants to present. And in this case, that was really worthwhile because I picked up this little nugget.
11: The one thing we do here in Will County is we've got flock cameras. We've got a Maginot line at the north end of our county. If you come into our county in a stolen car, every law enforcement agency in Will County is alerted and we can pick you up and watch you on a computer.
0: So I'm gonna play that again. He, he, he's talking about what's called a flock camera.
11: The one thing we do here in Will County is we've got flock cameras. We've got a Maginot line at the north end of our county. If you come into our county in a stolen car, every law enforcement agency in Will County is alerted, and we can pick you up and watch you on a computer.
0: Well, well, well. I'm beginning to see uh, the forest through the trees. Uh, And you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past in trying to understand why are the Soros DAs letting insane criminals out onto the street in, with intent? They, they're,
1: they're intentionally doing this. And to increase the amount of surveillance capabilities.
0: Yes. People are going to demand it. When you think about the story, it's like, this is great. Yes. They caught this guy using this technology. It's
1: awesome. Awesome. Want to cheer it on until you send a digital... Uh, what is it? What was the digital uh, racist tweet? Yeah, digital, digital blackface. blackface. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> until you send a digital blackface tweet right. and they, and need then to they come use get their you. cameras <laughs> to track you as you enter their county. Right, when, when you drive illegal. in with
0: a low social credit score. That's exactly yeah. right. That is where this will go, ladies and gentlemen. It may seem great now, you know what would be even better if you lock the criminal up the first twelve times you have an opportunity so that you don't need this technology,
1: yeah, which is you gotta figure like what does this stuff cost? Because everywhere you look now, it's just there's a camera here, camera there, every traffic light I'm like, where do you think they're where made? Are they getting the money to put all this stuff? It's up? all made
0: in China, baby. yeah, it's all made in China. It's
1: all connected, China rising. <laughs> Well, we did it. Jeremy, from the road. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought today was going to be one of those days where we used my closing line as an excuse to not have a show. (laughs) (laughs) No, you went above and beyond to
0: bring our listeners, our active listeners, our producers, another episode of the Truth Bait Podcast, which comes to you every Tuesday and Friday without fail so far
1: so far to the best of our ability
0: thank you so much jeremy for going the extra mile as you have traveled extra miles
1: thank Uh, you about 500 miles i think and uh thank you to julie uh both producers from wisconsin today julie in wisconsin and mike in burlington yes thank you and thank you for everybody who is sharing
0: the show Keep sharing the show. And have a great week, everybody. We will see you
1: on Friday, if we're able. Are
0: you going to have a show on Friday, Jeremy? Are you going to be here?
1: We're going to do it to the best of our ability. All right. Exciting. And now,
0: back to the sea of clickbait with you all. Oh, don't forget to write us at truth at truthbait.com. Truth at truthbait.com
1: if you're still listening. Truth at
0: truthbait.com.